Metal Blade Records is dropping two of 2021's most brutal albums of the year this October. Hate, Rugia, and Aeon God ends here. Poland's Hate continues to be one of the world's finest top-shelf black and death metal bands with tracks like Resurgence and guess what? Aeon and Tommy Dahlstrom. Still not a fan of Jesus. Check out the blasphemous video for their title track at metalblade.com slash Aeon. And check out all things hate at metalblade.com slash hate. One more time, guys, this October, make sure you're picking up not one, but two fucking great records. Hates Rugia and Aeon's God ends here. Go to metalblade.com slash hate and metalblade.com slash Aeon. That's A-E-O-N. And make sure you're pre-ordering them today. This is the Metal Sucks Podcast with your hosts, Petr Spych, Brandon Hahn, and Sylvia Alvarado. Metal Sucks Podcast. What is going on, everyone out there? It is I, your host, Petr Spych. I am always joined by... Brandon Hahn. You can follow me on Twitter <laughs> and Instagram at your buddy Gooch. And make sure to follow our other co-hosts, both off this week. That is <laughs> Jocelyn Sharp at J-O-Z-A-L-Y-N Sharp, like a sharp knife, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And Sylvia Alvarado at It's the Sylvia on Twitter and Instagram. If you guys want to follow me, I am our other podcast handle. That is at Rise to Offend on Facebook and Twitter, Rise to Offend Official on Instagram. This week... One of my favorite drummers of all time. I finally got to talk to Dale Crover from the Melvins. We are here to celebrate their new album, Five-Legged Dog. It's out right now. It is an acoustic, reimagined version. It's like two and a half hours of classic Melvin tunes. Man, I can't stop listening to this since I've gotten this. I've had it for months now, but I love everything they've done. That So I'm super happy to promote it. Make sure if you guys haven't, you listen to it now or pick it up. It is out right now. It just came out this past Friday, October 15th. But before... We jump into our interview. Let's talk a little bit about the Metal Sucks news. It's a failed education we're giving you. Manipulating facts with opinions. We got you in the palm of our hands. Pushing you to hate is part of the plan. So thanks for the power you've gifted us. We're worthy of your mind and all of your trust. Die for our cause, you'll never regret it. It's Metal Sucks News, prepare for your lesson. We'll take good care of your soul. You'll be safe under our control. All right, guys, so news this week. Now, it is rare, rare that you get a story of a legendary band, and a, usually a front man, nine times out of ten a front man, will have a video of them falling, eating shit, hurting themselves, most likely on stage. But it is super rare. I can't think of one time where you've had two band members from the same band have videos posted one week eating shit. And that week, that honor belongs to Motley Crue. All right. I so- mean, it, that's, it, it's like, is anybody shocked by this? Like, <laughs> is anybody shocked by two members of Motley Crue? And, and, it's, and it's the best part because it's the two members that probably hate each other the most. You know what I mean? Like, and they're the ones that hurt themselves, not paying attention. Tommy Lee basically wrecks his taint and uh, okay, well, the falls off the stage. Hold on real quick. So the, ribs. the first video was posted by Tommy Lee's wife where he's in his backyard. And he just kind of throws something. If you guys haven't checked it out, go to metalsucks.net. He like throws something for the dog to catch. Then he walks over a little too far, not realizing where the pool starts and the concrete is. And yes, he goes face first into his famous dong. Looks like it hurt real bad. He's bruised uh, for sure. Pops up. Well, he didn't go face first into his dog. He went dog first into the side of the bed. Okay. I mean, in the side of the pool. I apologize. You're completely right. I consider his dong his face. He went dong okay. first. Yes, yes. <laughs> into, hey, his, the, dog is more, the dog is more famous than his face. Let's okay. Be uh, let's be honest. All right. And so uh, the point is, is that, yes, he goes straight downward, crushes his nether regions, pops up, says the word fuck, um, proving that it hurt, if I may. You only say the word fuck when you eat like <laughs> shit. 
when something hurts. Oh, you're right. Proving when it proving when it hurts. Exhibit A. He it's, said, "Fuck." It's like which he, means he's in pain. He's in pain. It is bruised. And then, so his wife saw this. It looked like a you know kind of a backyard like a blink camera. And she posted it for the world to see. So funny. It was great. It happened on earlier in the week. And then let's go four, three, four days later. And this isn't funny, this one. Vince Neal. Playing oh, it's sh- funny. Okay, well, uh, Vince Neal playing a show. Well, it's funny because it's Vince Neal. Now, I feel like we beat up on That's Vince Neal a lot. That's why it's funny. Right. I feel like we yes. beat up on Vince Neal a lot. But, but I, it's fun. He really, it's funny. He loves it. I, I, he, I doubt he loves it, but I mean, he has taken the throne from Danzig of just being the goofball. Of just being right? hilarious. And just being yeah, hilarious. Yeah. Like Vince, the, like, we should have a debate. Like, let's like, who's the funnier legend, Vince Neil or Danzig? Like, okay. news story wise. Who is the funnier, funnier, like, legend of just ridiculousness? I think, I think, okay. Definitely Danzig, only because Danzig's a lot of Danzig stories, you know, don't involve him, you know, hitting women or getting blasted drunk or something like that. It's just Danzig being a psychopath. Like, don't mind me and my motherfucking bricks. You know what I mean? It's like there's (laughs) there's stories out there that involve Danzig where it's like it. There's no drug abuse involved. Now, with Vince Neil, it's just decades and decades of drug abuse. You know what I mean? And it's like. That's kind of what what has played a hand in a lot of these things, I believe. Anyway, I don't know for sure, but with Danzig, it's just Danzig being sober, Danzig. But he's always like a, a psychopath at everything, and he's always got to keep it metal and keep the attitude all the time. And it's like, God, how exhausting is that? Well, Danzig definitely—I'll give you this—he does take himself so serious that it does kind of seem like when he puts out something like Verotica, that's clearly hilarious. That he knew the whole the whole time he thought that film was absolutely dead serious like scary and all the things he was looking for uh this vampire cowboy movie i got this i'm like are you aware this is a b movie or are you like this is serious stuff so danzig you're right he definitely believes it there is he, a little he bit he believes of, it himself but then you go to vince neil right he he has backing tracks he doesn't perform he walks off stage falls off stage now i mean He's probably played 12 shows this year, and it has been a Metal Sucks news story out of seven or eight of them. Right? It has been. Right. I mean, it has been a, a crazy. And, like, this one's sad. He, he fell off stage. He broke his ribs. Obviously, that's not good. He's, he's an older gentleman. Um, so it's not going right. to, uh, you know, that's definitely going to put a hinder in him getting in shape for the stadium tour down the road if he broke a couple ribs and probably cancel more shows. But – you know, everything he does, you think it's just super... See, now you just... You kind of broke my heart. You think it's just sad, like, addiction issues with Vince Neil, and we're just well, asshole bullies? Look, I think this particular situation where he fell off the stage was a straight-up accident. I don't think... Uh, and I... You know, we've seen a lot of our favorite artists do this many times, so it's not like this is the first time. So this right here will kind of go, ah, you know, Vince, it's just a mistake. But the other times, it's, it's always been because of drugs and alcohol or the fact that he just can't get it together. You know what I mean? And it's just, and that's why, and that's why Danzig is like, when you look at, when you use the term goofball, I don't use drug addicts as goofballs. You know what I mean? Danzig is a goofball. Vince Neil is a problem child. Like, he's got, he's got issues. I wonder if someone, like one of these people that have all this free time, took all the negative videos of Danzig and then negative videos of Vince Neil and kind of put them side to side and just like cut together. Like Vince Neil would probably have 90 minutes and I'm saying Danzig's going to have 45. But I think Danzig's going to be like a Seinfeld episode where Vince Neil eventually are going to be like, oh, dude, what am I watching here? You know, is this leaving Las Vegas? Yeah, exactly. What am I watching here? <laughs> like it's going to be bad. Well, it's like, <laughs> well, and, that, and the thing is though is like, yeah, we, we haven't really, have we heard like backing vocals, not backing vocals, but dry tracks of Danzig like we have with Vince Neil? Um, I don't know if it's like, out, there, but out there. I don't know if it's out there, but I mean, we've we've seen both acts live, and um, I think Danzig on some nights is on. I think a lot more than maybe Vince Neil is, but I, I can't I, I can't say that Danzig's got a bunch of backing tracks. He probably does. I mean, when you saw the Misfits, right. it, there was no backing. But tracks. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like what's like when you're talking about Danzig. You know, I mean, we're making fun of his movies. You know, I mean, we're not making fun of him. Him buying you know, cat like litter. Making, <laughs> yeah, yes, him exactly. demanding French onion cat. soup. 
him getting exactly. knocked out by some mean, guy in Arizona for yelling at him. <laughs> like there's, there's think a about ton it, of think about think and the reason why we're making fun of him so much is because he's like, I'm glad dancing, I'm gonna be angry all the time. Where's my French onion soup? That's why it's funny. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like Vizio doesn't have those. Vizio doesn't have like those funny little quirky things that he does. He has moments where he's like, "Hey, what's up, Vizio? <laughs> Shot of the devil." No, but he he he, he, he physically assaults a woman. But then the reason it's funny is because Nicolas Cage is on the side screaming, "Like stop it, Vince! Stop it, Vince! Stop it, Vince!" And it's like a really ugly, yucky scene. But it's just funny because it's Nicolas Cage screaming it. You know, it's I know what you're you know saying. What's funny is 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 you're a 41 year old man, and you and you constantly use the word yucky. Yucky is is a it's a it's an uh, adjective. That's a dad thing. That's a dad I thing. I got dad jokes. I got dad talk. I mean, people, I know. Don't you know all my jokes fail because oh, they're dad jokes, man? You know, it's probably, hard. probably, oh, yeah. absolutely. So I, you know what? That, so you know what? You should just get rid of all those people that you love and cherish, so you can be funnier. All right. Well, with that, let's move on to the next story real quick. <laughs> Because I'm not going to get rid of the people so I can use edgier jokes. <laughs> just so I, yeah, just so I could talk about my asshole in great detail. A little more, a little, little more asshole talk. Yes, I just, I just did the dice asshole, asshole. It's that's my dice and Peter Steele asshole. asshole. Get my uh, asshole, my asshole. asshole joke. Um, my yes, asshole. moving on. If, if so, anybody, if you guys think that um, there's ever been in one week a story where two two members of a band eat shit in some fashion on video. Write us in, rise to offend at gmail.com, or let us know who you think is more entertaining, Vince Neil or Danzig, when it comes to and, uh, and, messed up news stories. And when you're talking about the band members, it mm. can also be videos of the band members screwing up on stage at the same time, which I'm sure is pretty rare if that's ever happened. No, this this is you know this is I mean? so this is a rarity that publicity for falls happen with yeah. two band members in a week I, i'm telling you it's rare moving on to the next story it, it, rare i don't even think it's ever happened before Dude, i think i think it's a sign of the apocalypse motley crew another record in the book for you guys <laughs> get ready get ready for the locust <laughs> the dirt too here we go we got a great scene for machine gun kelly to play you tommy lee fall and, eat, and let his dick hit the side of a pool <laughs> yeah bruce tate sorry Bruce Gooch. Oh, I didn't mean yeah. it. Dude. Oh, no. Did, oh, did no. mean it. Did mean it. All right, guys. Next story. Let's talk about a band we all love. A band that is, I mean, when it comes to metal history, gosh, man, top 10, top five for most people. That's Slayer. Kerry King made a statement earlier this week saying that he felt they quit too early. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say no, not at all. You know, Jeff Hanneman passed away. Pretty big loss there. Dave Lombardo left the band. Huge loss there. It's like saying, hey, if, if Kirk Hammett passed away, knock on wood, and Laura said, fuck it, I quit, Metallica should keep going. No, your time is good. Like, Slayer's time is good. Like, they're done. What do you think about this, uh, that they quit too early? Do you think, I'm sure their fan base is out there, obviously, but let's talk about yeah i mean there's there's definitely I think there's money Kerry on the king, table though, i guess I mean, there's money on the table and that's what it is with Kerry king he's like there's money on the table and he knows that he's not going to be able to make that money if he does anything other than slayer he's he's well aware of that and it's not like Kerry king was in bad shape Kerry king was still out there headbanging and still out there thrashing he was still doing he he was still very capable of make uh, of doing that music live it was just you know, Tom Araya, you know, when he can't even hold his head up, I mean, it's like you got to take that into consideration. And, yeah, just like you said, the base, you know, Hedman died. Lombardo left the band. Like, I don't know if I don't know if maybe Araya could maybe get it together and maybe just kind of, you know, find some kind of situation where he could still play and sing. But I just think with, with Kerry King, he just knows that there's money left on the table. And this is the age of nostalgia anyway. So it's like people don't even want to move on from Slayer. They're white-knuckling Slayer still. Well, I, I understandable. They're one of one of our you know, founding fathers of well, I don't at, metal. Well, at, they're, they're on the Mount Rushmore. I get it. But the fact of the matter is, is that too early is, is not – I mean, if they want to keep going, I get it. That's fair. But any man that we mentioned, we can go back to Motley Crue. What if Vince and Tommy were gone, you know? What if uh, you know? Or forget it. Mick Mars and Nikki Six are gone. It's it's time to call it quits. It's not the same. 
And I love right. No, I love the final tour. We saw man three times on that run, and they were fantastic. And I can't tell you how many teams, times I've seen Slayer. I feel lucky that they were part of my life. You know their live shows. You know the terror that I was alive that I got to see them. Very lucky. But um, yeah, man, I definitely think that you guys left a great legacy. There's really very few missteps. I know there's a few for everyone, but there's very few. And I mean too early i i can't i can't see it man 50 percent of the the band is isn't in the band anymore you know that's like if kiss quit right now was that too early no well they already did they did have 50 percent of the band quit they still no, i know that on. but my that's point is Carrie, that's where carrie king is looking at it and look and the bottom line is this you put carrie king and tom Murray on stage people are going to show they did for the final tour 100 oh, i agree with so that he knows that that's what that's where he's at with it he's like so you know and look, I'm sure if you asked Hedman before he before he passed, would you mind if the band continued on? Absolutely, I wanted to keep on going. You know, me fill and find somebody to fill in for me. I, I'm sure that he wouldn't want the band to just stop touring because of him, because he's also aware that there's money left on the tape. I guess my point is is that if Pantera reunites right now with Phil and Rex, yes. Fans are going to come out. That's not the same. Okay, they, they, yeah, is it not? Out, but that's not the same. That's not the same. How is it not? Are you saying I, Hanneman I, and Lombardo look, are not I, the same as Vinny and Dime? It's the same. I'm not. I'm going to say I'm. No, no, no. The guitar player and the singer are always going to be front stage more than the bass player and the drummer. Okay, you know what I mean. And it's, it's always going to be that way. So, uh, Carrie King is just one of the most you know, iconic figures in metal, you know, I mean, you could spot Carrie King out anywhere, you know, out of all the, out of all the members of Slayer, like you could see that guy coming from a mile away, you know, who it is, you know, who it is, you know, it's Carrie King. He's that recognizable. Same thing with Phil, same thing with dime. Now the thing is with Pantera, it's like you, all four of those guys were characters. So it's like, yeah, you could make that money, but again, not having Vinny, not having dime do their solos, it's not like Rex was out there bla- blasting bass solos during Pantera live shows. It's like that was part of that was part of the the the, the show. That was part of the the, the presentation. But it, just hear me out here, all right? You, my point is, is that Pantera is dead. Like as far as new music now, yes. fans will Slayer is too to me. Now fans can show up, and yes, they can put out records. They can do all that. But say they replaced Vinny and Dime with Carrie King and Paul from Slayer right now. Or even let's just since it's so hypothetical, Carrie King and Dave Lombardo, Rex and Phil, that's your new Pantera. It's gonna So that would be that well, would that, that would happened, work, okay, but it's it's if not something Pantera. Like that happened, I know it I know, but if something like that happened, mm-hmm. everybody would love to see that because you got four you got four legends on stage together. And they can you know, now, they can split what, the sets. They, now and that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you got now. Now all of a sudden, you got Phil singing Slayer songs. I'm in it. I want to see that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I want to see. I want to see Carrie King attempt a, a you know attempt dime solo. You know, I want to see it. Now, are they going to call themselves Pantera or Slayer? I hope they won't do that. But I mean, that'd be like if they called themselves Player or Santera or Slantera or whatever. However, you, you know, whatever <laughs> you want to combine the names, it would still work though. It would still work because you're not marketing it as Pantera. You're not marketing it as Slayer. You're letting everyone know that, look, it's not quite, it's nowhere near what it was, but at least we have these elements that we could bring to the tape. Would it not sell as well as Slayer continuing on or those guys doing a Pantera thing? No, it would, it would, it would definitely not sell as I well disagree. as we'd be able to do. I disagree. See, I, if I, it's nostalgia-based and they're playing those two bands with 50% of each band, I think that's arena selling, bro. I think that's a huge uh, see, deal for metal people. 45 minutes set uh, of have, Pantera songs, they, 45 set of Slayer. Oh. See, uh. they but see what would have to happen though is they would also have to record an album. No, I don't so, I don't know so, if that matters. I mean, I'm, I want an I album, think, but I don't know if that matters. Look at I, think, their, I think it would have to be I think it would have to be something along along those lines, but at the same time, I mean, you know, you look at the music that that you know Phil Anselmo's making, and you look at the music that you know Dave Lombardo's getting involved in. It's I don't know. I mean, it's it, it definitely doesn't sound like Slayer or Pantera. More down to no, no, the, the, yeah, they've grown those two. You're right, uh, but Carrie can lead the way uh, as far as 
the the metal, you know, the metal side of, of all thrash, that stuff. Yeah. I mean, Phil's definitely still in it. But um, and last question before we get into our interview here with Dale, guys from the Melvins. Um, Brandon, what's the chance if that band came together? Two Pantera, two Slayer guys. If that band came together, what's the chance of us getting a video of Phil falling off stage one night and then Rex uh, crushing his dong at a pool four days later? Oh, man. I would say that's pretty slim to none. You have to have... <laughs> You have to be a special kind of person, a special kind of band like Motley Crue, you know, to kind of have something like that happen. It's You always have to try for something like that to happen. I completely agree. And with that, let me get your guys' attention for a little bit before we jump into our interview here. First thing I want to bring up, guys, attention. All metalheads out there, Judas Priest 50 Heavy Metal Years of Music box set. It's out now. Listen to the specially curated and previously unreleased collection, along with the Reflections cut down in 2LP, CD, and digital format. Metalheads, 50 heavy metal years of music. Judas Priest box set. It is out now. Make sure if you guys haven't checked it out or picked it up, you do so right now. And for all the live fan people out there that want to see some live music, the band you got to see, Slipknot. One of the most thrilling and visceral musical collectives on the planet are excited to announce a return to the road for their incendiary 2021 incarnation of the Knotfest Roadshow. Support comes from three Grammy-nominated heavy music luminaries. That's Kill Switch Engage, Fever 333, and Code Orange. The 28-day run, produced by Live Nation, is currently in full swing in North America, and the tour is snaking its way across the U.S., wrapping up in Arizona, in early November. For more information on Knotfest, including all your ticketing needs, click through at knotfestroadshow.com. Guys, Slipknot, Kill Switch Engage, Fever 333, Code Orange. Ticketing information, go to knotfestroadshow.com. And with that, let's jump into my interview with the one and only Dale Crover from the Melvins. Uh, everybody, real quick, uh, I got on the phone, Dale, the Melvins. We're here to celebrate and discuss Five-Legged Dog. It's coming out October 15th. We just got the news on Charlie Watts passing away from the Rolling Stones, um, and we are going to, I guess, just give us our raw emotion that just occurred because they were coming out here yeah. for me to see. Um, God, I, I got to look at the date, but they were going to come on tour, and then he wasn't going to make the tour for whatever reason I saw that. Right, yeah. He's, it's something I don't know exactly what was up with him. Um, um, but you know, everybody seemed to think that he was going to be okay and it was not a big deal at all. So this was really kind of a shock, you know? Yeah. Um, I kind of thought that he would outlive them all, you know? And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty, uh, pretty sad today. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's the same thing. His presence and the way he was always on stage and his, his energy was always so low key. And the, the thought that he'd outlive someone like you said, Keith Richards and stuff like that. That's exactly how I right. thought as well. Yeah. Um, did did exactly. you ever get to see him live uh, throughout your yeah, life? You yeah, you know, I mean, you know, oddly enough, I think it's almost two years to the day that I did see them play live. Mm. Um, I, should, I should look at look at my pictures and see. But, um, yeah, you know, um, for the longest time I kept missing them. Like something would always happen where they'd be coming to town and then we'd have a gig or be touring. And so... I'd miss them, and then um, a couple times I tried to see them where they ended up canceling. Uh, you know, it was, it was because of Mick, you know, because one time he was sick, and then um, I think the next time he had, he had some kind of uh, heart issue where he uh, uh, had to cancel. So I was, I was kind of thinking, like, no, I might never get to see these guys at all. But then, yeah, finally just a couple of years ago, and, um, and they were great. They were really great. Um, I'm friends with Charlie's drum tech and um, Don. I really feel bad for him right now. Um, I'll be sending him my condolences later, but um, because of Don, I got to go and, and uh, look at Charlie's drum kit um, when, when they were uh, before the show. I got to look at look at um, look at his his uh, old drums, old Gretsch drums that he's had since uh, mid '70s. Um, the drums are actually older. And uh, and just looking at his hardware, <laughs> I mean, he was still using hardware from that was 
easily from the early 70s you know his hi-hat stand was a super old rogers hi-hat stand and and his drum throne it was even super old and ripped up and i, I remember telling don like doesn't he know they make new stuff that's better and he's like yeah he doesn't care you know he he likes what he what he uses and and um he doesn't care about getting new stuff you know he's uh I know he was a big fan of all the old jazz drummers, and, and they were kind of the same. They never changed their heads or cleaned any of their stuff or, or any of that stuff, you know. And then just looking at his drum kit, too, you know, it, it's really unconventional. You know, he's using almost all all China symbols, except for, like, a weird flat ride symbol that they have no idea what brand it is, even. And uh, um, hi-hats. <laughs> Everything else was... was strange and weird and 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 um even him using an old speed king uh they called it the squeak king pedal you know and those are from early 70s yeah. so, cool to see stuff like that yeah that's that's and, actually um, magical i'm glad you can share that with us because a lot of us wouldn't yeah. even know that you know what i'm saying yeah oh and then also um don showed me on his kit that he had was a stick bag that keith moon had given him and so He's like you gotta rub that to get a little mojo, and I'm like, oh yeah, give me that, <laughs> you know. But yeah, man, wow, bummer. You know, I'm really happy I got to see him though. Um, you know, I know that they were gonna do this tour already with Steve Jordan playing drums, and you know, once I heard that, I was like, well, Steve's really great, and he's got um, some history, you know, playing with Keith and expensive winos, and, and that kind of made sense, but. Um, Man, Charlie's gonna be missed, and I, I just, it's just not gonna be the same. Yeah. You said it, no, irreplaceable, and that's something that I, I learned a long time ago, dude. I haven't seen him. I, I want to say I, I saw him twice in my life. One was Voodoo Lounge, uh, and that was Great. really yeah. the tour that got me like I'm going back to get everything. And then cool. I, I want to say a bigger bang was the last. That was the last time that I saw them, and uh, right. I mean, we're going back 20 years. I feel I gotta I gotta check the date. Sometimes I do forget, but it it was a while. And um, yeah, but you never forget. There's certain bands that like, you know, they take that presence of the arena, you know, or the large venue. Like like ACDC does it as well, where right. you 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 can't like ever forget the show. <laughs> you know, like it's like no matter how much time goes by, you can never forget the show. And that really was what the uh, Rolling Stones you know did for me you know so yeah yeah and um yeah the 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 fact that they kept going for as long as they did and played for so many people shows how much they love their fan base and and all that stuff you know because there was a time where i'm sure they could have been like hey we're gonna wrap it up but they never wanted to man you know right and that's right. Uh, i know well that's the one i mean we always look to those guys it's like hey they're still doing this that mm-hmm. means that we can still do this you yeah know? yeah i mean absolutely um yeah, dude. R.I.P. We're definitely we're gonna we're gonna play a track, dude, for sure, and just celebrate them as we can. I got I got to go down the sure. catalog to see what what track. Well, represents. you know, we can we can we can talk a little bit about this new record of ours because yes. we've actually we've covered a Rolling Stones song on there. Yes, you did. Um, yeah. uh, I'm not sure when this this is going to be aired, but it's possible we could even play that. Uh, we did a cover of Sway, and that's been in our set for a couple years now. So with Steve McDonald singing, you know, yes, and, and I think I, I did a bunch of harmonies on it as well. Nice, so. dude. So you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna ask for permission to play it, um, and uh, I think that that it makes total sense with the interview. But um, yeah, do you guys? If not, s- it'll be something cool. <laughs> yes, absolutely, man. It will be. And uh, sp- I mean, speaking of like uh, live concerts, um, I don't know if you've been uh, gone any lately or how like that's been going on. I just uh, I just went to Psycho Vegas this last week. Oh, did you? Yeah. Okay. And it was the right. uh, first show, first concert I've been to, and man, I guess it'd be like a year and a half or something. It was, it was. I think the last one I saw was like January. I saw Tool in like 2020, so maybe not a year and a half. But, right. But right. um, yeah, and the uh, the experience is like, man, it's just like it's like going to church again. I don't know, explain it, dude. <laughs> you know, like yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm looking forward to well playing. Again. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly, I haven't been to a gig yet. Really, nothing. No, not not really. Like, um, I haven't really gone to a show or anything like that. Yeah. Um, yet, but uh, I'm sure I will at some point. But I'm definitely looking forward to playing oh. again. You know, that'll be a little bit for us. Um, there's something that's supposed to be happening soon, but I don't know that I can really 
say. No worries, man. We know. I don't think it's been announced yet. Yeah, we know you guys, and we know you guys are going to come out and tour. And and I'm just letting you know, as a as a fan, that our audience, we're just going to be the best behaved, happiest, smiling people during every song. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, it's just yeah, like I, know. I. I mean, my voice is it sounds raspy all the time, but it's gone. I sang every word I could. For the three days That's out right. there and just like and the appreciation of the bands to be like oh we're here it was it was a magical moment man and, and i feel yeah. like every fan and every band is going to get that moment this next year um and hopefully like i mean we i, I talked about it on other shows but hopefully all of us understand you know what we got to do in order not to let anything go wrong and and i feel like uh i feel like there's a after seeing the Psycho Vegas thing, I'm like, no, we understand. Us fans don't right. want any tours canceled. We'll we'll follow the rules, man. <laughs> like, sure. So. Well, were they? Was there like mask mandates for fans, or uh, what was? What were the rules? Uh, for for the Psycho Vegas, because it was at a Mazer Casino, there was mask mandates for mm-hmm. the. They had the event center, which was the Mandalay Bay. Then there was the House of Blues, mm-hmm. which I've seen you guys at uh, before. Uh, oh, yeah. Which is fantastic, fantastic place. Many times with Tomahawk, with Down. I, oh man, I just love that venue. Oh, right. You know. And yeah. um, anyways, they had their own mandates as well. And then the pool was the outdoor venue. And then that—that's the only place where it was kind of like fifty-fifty. I don't think they were on uh, on it right. as much as the other areas. But yes, there was a lot of security because it was a you know it was a major hotel casino type of thing. So. Um, sure. So I don't know if it's going to be like that across the board, but there was no complaints, man. And I couldn't see smiles, but you can see it in their eyes. You know what I'm saying? The fans. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> so exactly. it, it was a, it was a beautiful thing, but, um, and I don't know how it's all going to play. The way I live my life is tell me the rules and I'll play, you know, I'm good. I just need to know the rules ahead of time and I'm fine, dude. Cause I, I, the joy of music, live music, all those things. It's it's uh, it's what keeps me my mental health, my stability, my joy. It's just like it's like twenty five percent of that in my entire life. You know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. And uh, I'm glad I chose that because I always have this next to me. You know, to to get me out of any dark cloud, if I may. You know, and I, I promote right, that yeah. for people. So. Yeah. I mean, you know, playing what does that for me mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Know? So, um, yeah. So there's there's some. There's some pieces missing, so and uh, yeah, I can't wait to, I can't wait to get back at it. Absolutely. Sure. Now, now during this time, as we, we there is a when we're talking about the the record guys, Five Legged Dog, it's out October fifteenth. I love it. You guys put a lot of effort into making these songs sound very, uh, almost almost new. You know, um, yeah, with with right. the instruments on on the acoustic or or you know slightly tuned down type versions, if we may. Um, yeah, and reimagined, and reimagined in an, an acoustic fashion. Yeah. But then you know, I mean, we're doing like our some of our heaviest songs, and and I don't think, even though it's it's acoustic, I don't think it really takes away from no. from it at all. Not at all. Uh, yeah. Plus, we weren't afraid to try something like Boris or or the 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 um, hung bunny uh, Roman dog bird, which is the, the song that was on Lysol, the very first songs. Um, you know, it's different. Absolutely, <laughs> sure. no, no. The eleven minute—I don't know how what where it marks out, but you're right. The track is a very long song, and what you guys did was amazing with it. I—I I mean, all the tracks are great. We even got one off the solo record. Um, yeah, bad moves on yeah. there. And um, yeah, tell me about why why that one was selected for you. If they're like, hey, we got to do we got to do a Dale solo song, and you're like, I'm well, going bad uh, Buzz was like, oh, let, let's do one of your solo songs, you know, and he's just like, you pick one, and I'm like, okay. Um, I thought that one would, would be good. And then uh, Steve McDonald's been playing in my solo band, so that was easy enough to go, let's just do this. And it uh, didn't take much time to record it all. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then, yeah, we also did like a Red Cross song. Yep. Uh, uh, Stephen picked a, uh, uh, he'd, he'd been, um, I think he read a book on the turtles <laughs> and, and got really into them. And, and, um, you know, which I know a little bit of the turtles, but he, uh, he's like, Oh, we should do this song. And so we, uh, learned it pretty quickly and recorded it. And I think it came up pretty good. Um, what else we had, uh, I mean, as far as covers, I guess we had, uh, uh Alice Cooper, uh, right? Didn't you do that's one? right. Yeah. You did an Alice Cooper check on there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, gee, we did. I think we did almost all of the Lysol record, except for maybe one song. Um, now that I think about it, but uh, um, oh, and we, we had uh, uh, Jeff Pincus uh, do a couple songs with us. Um, he's been doing a solo banjo thing 
and um, he had sent us a, 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 a version of him doing Everybody's Talking, the Harry Nielsen mm-hmm. track. And I thought, oh, that's really cool. And, and so we just he just sent us like him playing banjo, and then we recorded uh, our tracks on top of that. And then uh, he'd also been playing a uh, banjo version of Don't Forget to Breathe. So we did that one as well. Yeah, dude. Excellent. And the Harry Nielsen track, that's from the uh, Midnight Cowboy. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got to revisit that movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love that movie, one. man. Oh, dude. 70s and 90s cinema uh, all day. It's, it's hard to yeah. find bad ones for me. <laughs> Sorry. Those two time frames. I don't know what artists figured out but they figured out how to tell the stories man of the human condition like uh like they nailed it so uh but um yeah dude which track though out of all those tracks because there's 35 on the record and you mentioned there's covers it goes through you guys's entire career we have a solo song and uh which track did you just was the hardest to say all right that's good or the hardest uh, one for you get a figure I just, yeah hmm, um let me think um I'm to think because I mean, it seemed like we did a lot of this stuff so quickly, you know, like we would just rehearse it, figure out what song we're going to do, rehearse it, you know, and then, and then uh, just go for it. So, and I mean, a lot of this stuff, there wasn't, there wasn't a lot of do overs, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, I'm just, I don't know. Um, trying to think. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing that didn't seem impossible. Um, you know, I did uh, um, on uh, on like the songs from the era that the big business guys were in that they had I doubled up on drums and used uh, a different drum kit and different miking. Um, so, oh, that that kind of stuff. Uh, Civilized Worm was on there with the yeah. Oh, dude, that's cool. I, by the way, I, I saw them at, at Psycho Vegas Big Business. Oh, they played. Oh, cool. They, uh, I don't know. They said something like those are first show in years, but I mean, that was that was like a, it was a like two in the afternoon on the big stage, and man, they got me. And I believe it was the first time Cody played with High on Fire. I, I got to double check that. He, well, he, I know he played at least one other show with them. Oh, he in did it, right. Austin. Yeah. Oh, okay, never mind. Well, I for me, so, yeah. I, I didn't know this information, <laughs> so right, right, I was like, right. "Wait a second, what's going on?" So I thought there was. And then I looked it up. I'm like, "Oh, he's in there now." So, dude, that's yeah. excellent. Yeah, yeah. So, I ran into him at the grocery store. And he's like, "I joined an Iron Fire." I'm like, "That's great." <laughs> so, dude, you know, I thought that was a perfect fit. Yeah, absolutely. That I see. I don't, I don't have cool grocery store stories like that. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like inflation's making everything expensive. What's this about? You know. Like, you know like, like, by the way, I discovered that Cody yeah. was on high and fire at the. You know, we were getting uh, fruit. Right? Yeah, we totally in the vegetable section. You know, I was picking out my avocados, and there he was. <laughs> uh, and, and there was real information to be given, not just like "What's yeah. up, dude?" <laughs> right? Yeah, right. No, it is funny. I run into him at the store all the time. <laughs> so I guess, you know, our, our shopping cycles are very similar. Are very similar. <laughs> that right there is going to be my clickbait. Who does Dale yeah. run into the store all the time? <laughs> yeah. like, that's the one, man. So, uh, But they always find something from the interviews. You never know what they're going to give. Um, but, uh, yeah, dude. So with all this stuff, now the tour... Nothing's announced yet, but obviously no. you guys put in, and, and we, we can wait all that up, but you guys put in the effort and all that stuff. I'm assuming that you're going to want to kind of do a tour based on this package, the way these songs sound and all those things. Is that something that you do want to do, or is this something just for the fans um, that you guys well, are putting out? I mean, we wanted to do, I mean, we didn't know how long this thing would last. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, just, I guess from history, we kind of knew that pandemics take about two years to run their course <laughs> and so we did this kind of assuming we wouldn't be able to do any kind of tour you know mm-hmm. um that's why we didn't want to do a new record because oh, i mean i mean songs new songs new record we didn't want to go down that route because then we we're like well we're not gonna be able to tour it most likely so but we wanted to do something big and and crazy <laughs> so we decided to record two and a half hours worth of, of acoustic songs. Yeah. And, and, and like, like you said, reimagine, they sound all new and fresh, dude. I'm, I, I haven't stopped yeah. listening to it. And, um, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. And then we really, we worked really hard on vocals, you know, 
that might have been the thing we did the you know like really concentrated on and then and then just you know <laughs> trying to find uh, uh three part harmonies for some of those songs was pretty fun you know yeah dude trying and to figure out what worked and all that kind of thing and that's a great point because I was going to bring that up because you know uh, Buzz's vocals on this one and and your guys's harmonies are very I don't want to go back to like the Crosby, Still, Nash type of thing. But very, they're very like they're in tuned and they're great. And um, and I love the record he did with Trevor uh, Dunn last year. If you guys haven't picked it up, oh yeah. And yeah. Um, it was an acoustic uh, kind of vibe as well and all that stuff. But his vocals, like you said, it didn't have that harmony to it. So how how did you, how how often did you guys did you have to practice? How many takes were there for that that harmony to get there? Because like I said, it, it gives you the goosebumps on some of these tracks. Oh right, um, well. You know, luckily with technology nowadays, mm-hmm, we don't yeah. have to sing it all at the same time. <laughs> um, but I've always felt like I was pretty good at doing it. Mm. You know, um, and then also there's there's Toshi Kasai, who's our in, who can help with that. You know, mm. um, he's got a um, in the control room. There's a little keyboard sitting right there where he can go. You know, why don't you try try this note? You know, sing sing this one. So. Um, He's really helpful with that kind of stuff. So I don't know. I mean, we, I think even we really started concentrating on vocals and that kind of thing once the big business guys were in the band. And then, I mean, you know, not that we hadn't done it before, but we really just started doing it more. And I think because we realized, well, Jared's a singer too, mm-hmm. you know, basically a lead singer. So, and then now with Steve in the band, it's kind of the same. He's got a, he's got a, he's a, great singer and he can do the high harmonies <laughs> which i can't <laughs> so he's really great to have for that he's got the michael anthony harmonies going exactly we, right yeah <laughs> bass players bass players they get the high voices dude it's yeah yeah jared had that too you're right yeah no, no I, yeah. I'm, I'm with you yeah that was fantastic dude and uh that's one of the highlights like you said on the record so it's great that you guys did take the time to to do that now we, we were discussing uh, a lot of that um the touring stuff uh, uh what time do you guys feel you'll be comfortable to be like, hey, let's go this. Are you still in the, in the mindset of like, let's wait it out till it's old school, like back to normal stuff? Or you're going to like, hey, whenever... A little bit. I mean, yeah. like I said, we kind of we kind of knew, well, just, you know, uh, uh, like I said, just from, from history about how long that, that this would last and when things might be okay. Mm. I mean, I, I'd be fine with playing shows now. Um, but... Um, you know, also if we wait, then, then things will be a little bit better, hopefully for everybody. You know, um, I've got no problem wearing a mask or any of that kind of thing at all. So performing with one on is, is certainly hard for a drummer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, uh, it, would, it wouldn't be super fun to have to do a whole show and play the way that I play, but I, I would do it, you know. I could do it. I wouldn't be afraid. But, um, you know, I, next year for sure, and things will be better for everybody. Absolutely. So, no, I love um, it. And and we definitely plan on, on hitting it hard and heavy. You know, we'll be we'll be doing a lot of shows. Are, are Next you, year we should be doing a lot of shows. I love I love what I'm hearing. Are you gonna break any Guinness Book of World Records with <laughs> with that? Yeah, we'll try. Yeah. <laughs> For people that don't don't know the the Melvins have some Guinness Book of World Records. You guys can research that yourself. Um, and uh, well, we at least we at least attempted. Oh, you you didn't you didn't beat it? I thought you did. No. Oh, I don't know. I oh. didn't, I don't really know if there was a record. Oh, I didn't know. I just remember maybe that was part of the program. I mean, well, I mean, to, to tell you the truth, yes. If you do something big and goofy like that, and you Hey, the Guinness Book of World Records, then you will be in the book. Oh. It all comes down to money, believe it or not. Everybody, don't mess out on this ex- fantastic record you guys are putting out. Like I said, two and a half hours, guys. Yes. Um, it, is, yeah. it is coming out October 15th, Five Leg Dog. Now, the question that I had was, was there any songs that you guys came up with that said, hey, let's do this, and then you're like, it's not working, and you scrapped it? Or, or were there any songs you wanted to try and you were like outvoted? Oh, I think um, I'm trying to think. Um, well, I mean, my my wife is always trying to get us to play certain songs. She's like, "You guys should do this one again." So, <laughs> and I think I'm trying to think, but I think that she actually. Um, oh, I know. She always liked this song called "Prig." I believe that's the one, and and uh, she had mentioned that, and that one made it on there. 
her suggestion. Um, I think maybe one of the only song, other songs that were like, oh, we should do Let It All Be, but then we realized, well, it's kind of acoustic already. And so it didn't seem like it, we needed to do it. So, But other than that, and usually the way we are is we're not, we're not afraid to, to do anything, <laughs> even if it makes us look completely ridiculous. Dude, that's, that is the, uh, that's like the, the, the great thing, though. Is that you guys are always willing to try something, and it, and then, whatever in the Melvin's fashion, you succeed. I'd say ninety nine point. I don't know any time you didn't succeed. So I'm just gonna <laughs> say you guys succeed every time. Um, oh, thanks. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. And uh, so we did touch base on the uh, solo album that uh, you put out, the solo band that you've been doing during oh, yeah. this time. Have you actually taken some time to write new songs for your solo work? Uh working on a little bit of stuff, but mm-hmm. um. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I've got some songs that would be, I could have ready to go. And um, yeah, definitely thinking about that stuff for the future. Um, and definitely looking to get back at that too. And then also playing with Red Cross as well, which yes. I've been doing for the last few years. So um, yeah, I wish that we could all say that we've done a ton of stuff um, all this time off. But, but uh, I mean, Melvin's kind of have. But um, everything else is just... At, Kind of on hold, I guess. Yeah. You know? Was there any positive, good new habits that you got this last year and a half? Like I always talk about on the show how I decided to do meditation and then I started jump roping because I had nowhere oh, to go. Well, that's, oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. So those are my um, two new habits that I, I, and I'm still doing it, you know, um, that I picked up from the pandemic um, or during the pause. But did you get anything like that that you were like, you know, I'm going to try something just because I have time now? Nothing new, but the one thing that you could do was golf i mean everything else was basically shut down um and what was crazy is that all of a sudden everybody wanted to golf you could uh before the before the pandemic you could easily go i would i'd go play this little place it's like you know not a not a super big course and you can get done in a couple hours and and it was never any there was never any any problem you didn't even have to have a reservation you just go out there and go hey i want to play okay and then all of a sudden like everybody is on the golf course and it's packed and you can't get a tea time and which is great because you know i like it i think that i think that there's a lot of people that would enjoy it and almost anybody can play it at any age and um and it's it's one of the most hardest frustrating mental and physical games there is you know i think probably one of the toughest sports ever um anyway no no working on my golf game uh, i'm with you dude and and anybody that's been on the golf course and you're like lined up and your hips are right and then you hit the ball and it shanks to the right or left there's no like there's like there's nothing more that i want to do than just do over forget it like because you're just like mentally so zoned in and then your arm says right. fuck it i'm going to the left <laughs> you know, like, yeah and, but then you're like oh what a still you know hell of a game yes uh, cur- curse the drunken scotsman and that invented this but i'm having a good time you said it man and i've shanked it before and then played it and it's like it turned out better than i ever thought <laughs> you know, like, oh like, right i guess i did yeah, want I mean, it here you know <laughs> like so. Like I don't want to, you know, unless it's something you can't play. I don't like doing do-overs. I don't do you know? overs. Like, no. Okay, I, I mean the whole thing is like you're in trouble. Now mm. you got to get out of trouble. And if you watch professional golfers, they're always in trouble and they get out of it. It's, that's that's what's incredible is like you're in a situation where you know you've screwed up and now you got to get yourself out of trouble. You got to keep mentally, you know, like like you know, not let it get to you and and. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm with you, man. But that's the that's the that's the magic. That's the magic. Yeah. like you're putting yourself. I have to do this. I I I've never. I don't. I don't do do overs. But I I will be honest. Like if I'm off, I I do stop counting score at a certain point. I'm like, all right, I want to know. <laughs> yeah, if it goes up too high, I'm like, yeah. all right, I'm just I'm just here to have fun, and I'm not gonna let it get to me. Exactly. <laughs> and then and then it goes from there, man. That's exactly nailed it, man. So with that though, everybody, I do. Uh, I just crossed over our 30 minute mark having a great chat with you dale and uh, i do want everybody out there do not do not do not sleep on five-legged dog it's coming out october 15th guys melvin's fans and everybody else check out this work it's been great you guys like you said everything the harmonies 
the re-envisions of some of these songs like anaconda was one that stuck out with me um, oh right yeah it, dude it turned out great and even night goat like turned out really good because it's like oh, i know this yeah. really well but it, the way it turns out it sounds completely new it sounds fresh some of the classic stuff i'm talking about and you brought up uh, you know some stuff off bootlicker like prig that you know i wouldn't have thought were going to happen and uh they turn out fantastic yeah. and then of course the cover we're talking about and we're definitely going to go out sway by the Rolling Stones, dude. So, uh, right on all that stuff, man. Charlie, man. Yeah, R.I.P. Charlie for sure, dude. And dude, I am I feel so lucky that I got to talk to you today, and we you, you broke down that rig for us because, like I said, as a right. fan, I'm going to look at it differently now when I watch the videos later. You know, when I, well, when I do the things, it's going to be kind of cool, man. So, it made me feel good and and and, and process this a little bit. Uh, you know, just talking about that stuff, you know? Absolutely, man. And that's what it's about. That's what it's about. You never know who you're going to talk to when you're going to talk to them, but if you talk to someone and that human being leaves you in a better place, then, man, it makes me... That's what it's all about to me. So I want to appreciate uh, you for doing that for me, man. This right time on, around, well, so. well, and I would like to thank you for having me on, on the show. Absolutely, my man. So cool. With that, Dale, thank you so much, man, for calling in to the Metal Sucks podcast. Uh, thank you, Peter.
Seattle Sucks Podcast.
All right, guys, and we are back. First song you heard is the acoustic rendition of the classic Melvin's tune, Night Goat. Guys, it is off the new album, Five-Legged Dog, which is out right now. Second song you heard, we talked about it in the interview, and that is the Rolling Stones cover that did for Sway. If you guys, uh, it was such a great chat to actually, you know, discuss Charlie Watts with uh, with Dale, uh, a drummer that obviously generation before and all that stuff. But that cover that they, they did a Sway is fantastic, guys. So make sure if you haven't, you're picking up the new album, Five Legged Dog. It's out now. Third song you heard is from a band that we love. That is Mono Lord. Their new album, Your Time to Shine, is coming out this October 29th. The track we played for you is one called I'll Be Damned. Make sure if you guys haven't checked out the new record from Monolord, Your Time to Shine, pre-order it now. It's coming out October 29th. And with that, I want to thank everybody out there for the five-star reviews we keep getting on the good old Apple iTunes. You guys really mean the world to us. That's all we ask for as a podcast, as a show, as a team. If you take the time to listen, go over to that Apple iTunes, click the five stars, move on. We don't need comments. We don't need nothing. We just like to see that number grow whenever we can. We, we haven't missed a week in so many years at this point, guys. And as I say, it's always been hard to figure out schedules, make this thing work, but we always do. And we do it for you guys because, man, we get the emails and all the love from you guys. So thank you very much. If you can take the time, give us that five-star review on Apple iTunes. It's truly appreciated. And everybody, for all the support on our other podcast, Rise to Offend, the documentary discussion podcast. we got over 100 episodes out there right now, guys. Um, I, I get in all the emails with all these wonderful ideas. Slayer is one that was sent our way, and it's all about a matter of time doing the research. As you guys know, the amount of effort that goes into each one of those, those episodes or six-hour episodes uh, of a lot of the figures we talked about, like Phil Anselmo, Peter Steele, Gigi Allen, Wendy O. Williams, guys, we've done it all. Um, and we have to edit a lot for that show. So if you guys haven't checked out our other podcast, Documentary Discussion Podcast, Rise to Offend, make sure you do. It's available on all platforms. And with that, our friends out there, thank you so much for everything you do. We'll chat with you next week. The Metal Sucks Podcast is signing off.